to the Why So Serious Podcast. This is episode two. All right, guys. This is another episode of the Why So Serious Podcast brought to you by 26 Shirts. Uh, JT, obviously, um, you and I come from pretty much the same background. We're both Bills fans. Stevie, you're a Bills fan, but you played for the team. JT, what was going through your mind when you see, on, when you see all over social media the other day that Antonio Brown signs with the Patriots the Patriots of all teams uh you know it, it, it didn't shock me I, I I think if you if you follow us on Twitter we have put that uh this is such a uh, the first reaction of a Bills fan was Antonio Brown gets cut from the Raiders laughing out laugh out loud the second <laughs> reaction of a Bills fan was this is such a Patriot site type of signing and 100%. Lo and behold, before you know it less than not even 24 hours he signed with the Patriots in reality, when you really think about offensive schematics in the scheme, it's a perfect fit. Yeah. It's a perfect fit because they have to replace your production of Gronk, and you're not going to replace Gronk at that same position. So, Tony Brown, I mean, he's a perfect fit for him, you know? Exactly. I, I agree completely. Stevie? Hey, it's one of them things where you you know you know the Patriots are going to be up to something. You know what I'm saying? They don't even just sit back. They out there to get championships and um, hate it or love it, you know? They went and did what they did and, and acquired – the top, the top receiver from last year. Now, if Antonio plays this year, if let's let's say what what's dropping right now has nothing to do with what's going on in the world of football, and he, they're just allegations, they're whatever. Can the Patriots be stopped? I mean, yeah, anything can happen on, on any given Sunday, especially when if you're not turning the ball over. Um, you know what I'm saying? Your your offense is is playing hungry. Uh, um, yeah, I mean anything can happen. You know how I went. Uh, you seen what the Patriots? Uh, the Patriots were sixteen and zero or fifteen and zero, and they looked like they couldn't be stopped. Then went ran into the New York, the New York Giants in the Super Bowl and lost. So yeah, anything can happen. You know, it's true. JT. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the game is played on the field, man. I mean, and it, them getting Antonio Brown is that's not the thing that scares me. Is today they can't be stopped. It's TB twelve. It's always gonna be TB twelve. Right. It's never been anybody else. It's never said that it was Deion Branch, Lawrence Maroney. You can go down the list. Teddy Bruschi. It was always TB twelve. And yeah, as long as they true. got him, they have a shot. But Antonio Brown, no, it doesn't scare me. And like I said, I don't think you're gonna replace the production of Gronk. That's the mismatch. So we'll see what happens. I wanted to say this, Lawrence Maroney. Now that's a throwback name right there. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't heard that name in a minute and to hear that tonight. Wow. He was a dog out there in Minnesota. He was. Seen him in college. Yeah. Him and, yeah. Wasn't it another one that he was with? It was another one more. I can't think of who it was. It was a combo though. Yeah, yeah they was uh, it was pretty tough. They were. Um uh, all right. Well, let's put that aside. I had a we had to kick off the show with that. It's what everybody's talking about. It's what everybody's been talking about. And quite frankly, it, it's gonna be being discussed for days to come and guess what you know what patriots come here in three weeks to buffalo uh but that's the exact team i want to talk about right now the buffalo bills huge 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 comfort behind wind on win on sunday 17 16 josh allen two touchdowns in the fourth quarter took one in himself uh threw an absolute dime to john brown to seal the deal at metlife in the meadowlands um four first half turnovers guys things didn't look too great um 
But let's let's talk about this game a little bit. A, a game that the Bills really, other than the defensive side of the ball, they had no business of winning that game until about eight, nine, ten minutes left in regulation there. Man, Fredo, that was a that was a good game by our defense. I, I get that one to our defense. They stood strong. And um, you know, a key part of that a part of that win was that stop by by Milano. It just yep. it just it was the it just summed up the entire game. The Jets was doing a lot, doing a lot, and he just like shut the door. Defense just shut the door. And um in offense, they I mean, I can't say they were being shut down. A lot of things were happening. I guess deflected passes, you know, things were happening, mm-hmm. but um, but they stayed the course. I wish they would have came out a little more um with a little more fire in them. I think they were a little too cool at first. Um, but they stay they stay consistent, I'll say, you know, and um in that running game, hats off hats off to them um in the backfield and uh you know they made it happen Devin Singletary 98 yards I believe all purpose in his first career NFL start he had what 70 yards on four carries um young and he wants to run and he wants to learn you know what I'm saying so and and he's in a situation where he's not um he's not mentally blocked by anything in the locker room because he's with his idol his uh, uh, home state idol you know what I'm saying um So, so it, I mean, it's a great situation in, in Buffalo in that backfield. If everybody just stay healthy, stay the course, and uh, we, we got, we still got uh, some uh, dynamic players. We do. No, I I agree. Devin Singletary had one. I mean, he had a well of a game. That was a guy who was waiting for his opportunity, and he took full advantage of it. And I, I I mean, I can only imagine what his snap count's going to be this week coming up because, I, and I guess. What kind of worried me is the beginning of the game, he struggled. They tried to use him in the passing game early, and he dropped two passes, and it seemed like that's when they kind of pulled him out of there. But they yeah, I mean, to- yeah, you can see that he wasn't really comfortable with the with the passes out of the backfield. He's still young. Right. Something that you have to get used to. it, And then you got to think it's the first game, so it's moving even faster as, as a receiving uh, running back. You know what I mean? When he's running the ball, it's natural. Everything's cool. He's uh, He's figuring out the pace. Um, but he, I think that's something that you'll see him get better at, and eventually he'll turn into one of those uh, all-pro type running backs who can who can line up on the outside like like uh, Alvin Kamara. Well, think about Motor. it. Adrian, how long did it take Adrian Peterson to really be a, a threat out the backfield? But once he got his hands together, he was a total package back because they had to pull exactly. him out of third down his first his first couple years of his career. But no, Singletary, exactly. once he got comfortable, I think the fact that they took him out actually may have helped the Bills because he had fresh leg. I mean, fresh leg coming in the third and fourth quarter in the show. That's good to see. That's good to see. That's really good to see, man. And, and the thing is, he kind of sparked that comeback. I mean, he had that 125, I think it was 20, a, a long 20-yard run um, there in the fourth quarter. And he was just bolstering what the offense bring to the table. Then Josh takes one in himself. The, the one pass – it was incomplete, but the one pass that stuck out to me on Sunday, that dime, he dropped it right in Cole Beasley's bucket. Cole just, it, it, his back was to it. He was flanked with receivers. Yeah. A, a spectacular yeah. throw for number 17. Yeah, it looked like he uh, he just missed it a little bit. His uh, He probably was anticipating it a little bit too much and uh, maybe trying to find, it, find the toe drag swag on the sideline. <laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll get, it'll get, he'll get comfortable. He'll get comfortable. Now, you let that one slide, he'll come back with a vengeance. Now, Stevie, one thing I, we, we talked about this last week with you and Don. Um, unfortunately, Don can't join us this week for this conversation. But the, the one thing I want to bring up 
is that wide receiving core for the Bills. You, you, now we saw game action from John Brown. We saw Cole Beasley in action. Uh, with these yeah. two guys, if they stay healthy, Josh has weapons now. What are the Bills capable with these guys? Yeah, I mean, from experience, you know, running with guys that you know that's capable and able to make plays is is a is a peaceful feeling, you know, when you're out there in, in within that battlefield. Um, so what we saw was some guys that that can, that can make plays that can get open. Um, one of my my own only concerns is you know coming out coming out stronger. You know, yeah. uh, I think I think everybody in Buffalo know how good our receivers are, and I think they know around the facility. But I think the guys need to come out on Sunday to prove it to the world instead of um, you know. I guess not not trying to force it, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. You gotta just you gotta just see how the game how the games play out. But you know, these guys these guys got all the talent in the world to to make plays, and, and we just gotta we just gotta come out more hungry. And Cole Beasley's your kind of guy too, that space creator, like you always say. Right, definitely. You know, he can he can create in in, in small spaces. Um, and like I said, you know, it was it was first game. You know, I think it'll all slow down for everybody. Um, one thing I did appreciate watching is seeing how uh, Allen stood in the pocket. Yeah. You know, it was it was within the deflections and the interceptions. He's still in his feet weren't weren't antsy and 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 scared to to stay going off. But yeah, you know, he he stood in there and and it showed in the la- in that last touchdown uh, pass to John Brown. You know, he stood in there. And, uh, and, and and put a dime out there for him in, in game time. And that's the one thing too this year. And I think JT, you can even you can even add to this. I, I, the Bills finally have weapons outside. They haven't had weapons outside. I mean, this is probably the best wide receiving core we've seen in Buffalo, honestly, Stevie, since probably you wore a jersey. To be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my bad, JT. Go ahead. No, I mean, no. This is definitely it's a complete core. You got speed. You have your intermediate guy. You have your. I mean, you don't have your. Um, you don't have your big body receiver, but I think that's a dying breed in this type of NFL game. Anyway, um, you saw that early. They went to Cole Beasley very early in the game, early and often, and then the second half it seemed like John Brown took over. But with this new system, especially those those small guys crossing the field, there's no way you're going to keep up with them crossing. It's not right. Good. Forget about it. Right. Right, you know, I'm just thinking about what I was saying earlier, and and it's like, you know, it was it was some things that happened within those plays that maybe our guys would have shown, you know, more uh, more attitude, I guess, out there. Um, but you know, I, we'll see how ne- how next week go, and then uh, you know, some of those passes won't get deflected, and 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 we'll, we'll have the ball in the in the receiver's hands a little bit more early, and um, and it it'll, it'll probably give us a little more life, you know, instead of having to wait till you know, fourth quarter um, or, you know, relying on our defense to come up with consecutive uh, stops, you know. We're going to preview next week in just a little bit, but speaking of the defense, an absolute monster of a game week one coming out and really kind of everyone's been talking about this defense all off season, really since the season ended last year, finishing number two in the league last season. Uh, they didn't miss a beat. Uh, they came yeah. right out first quarter. That defense looked, it looked like a ravaging, hungry defense that if they stay healthy, whew. Yeah, they, they only get better. It's just like I feel with the offense, man. That Like the defense stood strong. They're obviously right now the big brothers of uh, of the Buffalo Bills right now. Um, 
and and that's and that's cool and that's cool you know if we can stay stout like that our our dbs will continue to get comfortable um they they made plays out there um and, and you know it's something it's something to see with that linebacking core you know especially with the with the activity on on a defensive line i think they kept the spirit uh, of the game flowing you know when they was making the stops and they was uh showing showing that attitude you know it, i think it kept the spirit and the morale up for the entire team there's two things that came to mind on Sunday. One, they won, and it was a game that they really had to really kind of just dig deep into the trenches and win that game. Yeah. The one thing that comes to mind, though, is the poise and energy that Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds, two captains in their second season playing in the league, brought to that field. You see Tremaine calling, changing plays of the line of scrimmage on defense. Yeah, that's awesome. Josh, what, what Josh, what he was doing at the—he almost was changing the play at the line of scrimmage every other down. Yeah, I, and thought, he was, I thought he was so comfortable in the pocket, and, and so I wasn't worried at all. You know, just seeing how he, how throughout the games things were happening, not in a good way, but he wasn't, he wasn't uh, terrified of sitting in there and, and 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 sacrificing himself for his his guys, and uh, that was that was good to see. So I'm excited to watch. Uh, more and more from this team. Another young guy that really played well was Ed Oliver. I mean, oh yeah, Ed Oliver. Uh, I mean, Eddie I, O. I I haven't seen a pocket really collapse like that, like in years. Like yeah. last season, when you watched this team, they would get a, a burst of rush here and there, but they didn't collapse pockets consistently. And yeah. you knew when we took that boy, right? it, he was going to be a problem. And I mean, he collapsed the pocket. I mean, he was giving Ryan Khalil, and you're talking about a guy who's been in the league and doing it a long time at a at a high level. He gave him fits, and it's this one clip where he hitting with the Reggie Reggie White hump move, and Khalil went flying. So we definitely got to get yeah. that out there. It's impressive to see, and hopefully we we definitely get more clips out and um and more of our guys out there in the media because once again our safeties they backed this they backed it up. You know what I mean? They held it down out there, and uh, I think it's something that the world needs to be on lookout for. Them Bills. They did, and, and and this an overall great performance by the Bills, not letting four, four, four first-half turnovers kind of right the ship for them. I mean, they like Josh said, they went into the locker in the halftime, and they looked at each other, you know what, for as bad as things went in that first half, exact quote from Josh Allen, we're only down six points. And to have four first-half turnovers, and really think about it, <clears throat> if that pick isn't that deep in the Bills' territory, you got to wonder if they would have even scored there. But still, six points, four turnovers in the first half. Um, amazing poise by by a young team to kind of bounce back and make sure that they could um, they could win this game. Um, the Bills first last year they went zero and ten when throwing, having two or more turnovers in the game. This year, obviously, four game one. So obviously, you don't want to have four turnovers every single week in the first half, nonetheless. But um, it, it was a good game. Uh, to say the least. I, I want to shift things now to our opponent this week. Um, actually, no, before that, I, w- I want to talk about something here that I think we all like. We all like mac and cheese, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Deion Dawkins, Bill's offensive tackle, Yo. goes viral this week. Viral. Uh, uh, over saying, you know what, I'm just going to let him say it. If you think about it, it's like a train. You got to oil that train up. You got to start that engine. If it's a diesel truck, you got to start off slow, and then that thing opens up, and you're gone. And that's exactly what happened. You start off, just keep turning, keep turning, keep turning. If you're making a mac and cheese, stir that mac and cheese up. Stir that mac and cheese up. 
and eventually the mac and cheese is going to be nice, wet, juicy. You know what I'm saying? Nice, wet, and juicy. <laughs> Has anybody ever heard about mac and cheese that was nice, wet, and juicy? I mean, Stevie, I will say the mac and cheese you had at your uh, welcome party for your wedding, it was pretty darn good, but... Was it nice, wet, and juicy, though? <laughs> That's Unreal. how we classify mac and cheese these days. I hey, mean, like... <laughs> shout out to Doc, man. And what, what was the what was the restaurant? Mooney's. So Mooney's, Mooney's yeah. today, it's very well-known staple here in, in, in Buffalo and Western New York. They got a few locations. The owner of the one in Orchard Park, I, I don't know if they're all owned by the same guy. So we'll just say the owner of the one in Orchard Park calls him out. He goes there, Doc's there cooking in the kitchen. They made his own mac and cheese today. Now he's got the snow mac because you already hey, snow. Hey, and that's and that's so sweet <laughs> to hear. You know what I'm saying? It's in the sea because now you got the community community involved. Um, and, and it just giving more exposure to everybody, you know, not only to the Buffalo Bills, not only to Dawkins, but it's giving it's giving exposure to the restaurant also. You know, it's all working together, and that's that's a, a beautiful thing to see. That's what I'm about. It is, and Stevie and, and, and Doc is just a funny guy. He he's one of those guys that his face has always been out um, in the media and just just out as, a, as an advocate for the Buffalo Bills organization ever since the Bills brought him here a couple of years ago. Absolutely, <laughs> and, and I think there's and there's there's tons of guys on the team that got personality like that. I'm sure, and um, you know, all it takes is those those businesses that's that's willing to you know step out of step out of the box a little bit and and put some faith in in a in a Buffalo Bill to represent their, their company, you know, and, uh, you know, it's only going to make everybody, everybody uh, better. And JT, did you see the, the craft logo or the craft tweet from yesterday? Yeah, man. I mean, this dude's, <laughs> this dude's getting an endorsement. I mean, rightfully so, rightfully so. <laughs> I just want to see the bills get him in the end zone again this year. So we can see the, the stir it up dance or something. It gotta be, it gotta be more to this, man. It gotta be more to this. I, I, I got the clip exactly. of the, uh, the ladies at the, the news doing the dance and, I mean, this is this is this is epic because, like I said, it, it's a test to what Stevie said about guys being involved in the community. You know, this this hits home. You know, this is great. Yeah, absolutely. You said it's ladies in the news. Shout out to my coworkers Kelsey Anderson and Christy Kern. That was them today on News Four nice. Four. Uh, Dion Dawkins, man, he is a funny cat. Um, but man, I never have heard mac and cheese be compared to nice, wet, and juicy. And I've been talking about this now. I, I went up to my mom today. I'm like, mom. Can you make me mac and cheese that's nice, wet, and juicy? And she looked at me like I was nuts. She had no <laughs> idea what I was talking about. Uh, but, man, that – Doc, man, you, I'm going to tell you right now, Dion, if you're watching, you created laughs for years to come with the way you described macaroni and cheese. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to get into this week. The Giants, the G-Men, back to the Meadowlands, the Bills go. Um, uh, didn't really play that well in Dallas. Lost 35-17, I believe the final score was. Um, what do the Bills need to do to win this game? I'm a firm believer in not looking at – I mean, obviously you got to look at the tape from last week, but you can't look at the score. Um, the Giants are a good team. They're capable of beating the Bills. Yeah, you know, just like we said, every team is capable of winning on uh, any Sunday, so can't go out there sleeping. Um, obviously we got to contain that running back out there with the Giants. Um, and the way we do that is, you know, lock up those, those receivers. We lock up the receivers and it'll, it'll mentally wear on the run it on the running game. You know, you can't, you can't, 
rush from one first quarter all the way through fourth when you knowing that you're the only option. Then we got hungry guys on defense that's running around like like we have, you know, applying pressure. It's, it's going it's to be too much. So, you know, I'm looking at our DBs early to, um, you know, initiate some some pressure within that uh, receiving core with the Giants. And, uh, you know, the rest the rest go as as we as we believe it will, you know, with a Bills victory. I mean, that's up to me. You know what? First of all, Sterling Shepard, their number one receiver is in concussion protocols. Most people don't know that yet. Is he? Yeah. I mean, oh, I did not know that. This game is all about stopping Saquon Barkley. That's what it's about. I'm putting eight in the box, and I'm making Eli Manning beat me with his armor if I have to. That's what I'm doing. I got you got two corner. You got two essentially cornerbacks at safety. We have the best safeties in the league, and I'll say it right here, and I'll say it again. We Glad have best safety, right here, best safeties in the NFL. These guys mm-hmm. can cover any and everything, including receivers. Let us utilize in this game and put everybody Absolutely. in the box and punch them in the mouth at the line of space. Let's see what it do. I like how that sound. I like how that sound. <laughs> JT, you you're fired up. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a key, obviously, you got to stop Saquon Barkley. He's arguably maybe behind McCaffrey as the best, one of the best running backs in the league, at least top three. Um, if you can stop Saquon and, like JT said, leave the ball in Eli's hands and let Eli, can't spell elite without Eli, throw the ball and complete tough passes against a really good Bills defense. I think the See, Bills got this one easily. But the thing is, like the thing is, Eli isn't he isn't bad. Is he he need the play he need the players to create the space for him, you know? Exactly. So it's it's more that's why I said I'm looking at the D our DBs to to not man up when I say this as far as play man to man all the way through, but to man up and boss up on these on these receivers so that we can make the game easy. You know what I'm saying? Going going through. Um so that's that's where I go. Uh, once because once we stop that, we know Eli's not going to run the ball, so he's just going to have to figure out ways like like JT was saying to give it get it to Sa- Saquon and and you know we got all we got to do is load the box with him and we got like you said those 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 wolves out there. Hey, this is a great week for Oliver to get his first sack. Let's I agree. Go. I'm looking right now at uh the the Giants receiving from from last from Sunday in Dallas. Evan Ingram, 14 targets, 11 catches, 116, and a tutty. Um, Cody Latimer, their second-best receiver, three three catches, 74 yards. He had three catches on eight targets. Um, Shepard, obviously, he's going to be out, so that's not going to be a factor. I don't see receivers here. I mean, obviously, the Bills have had trouble in the past trying to defend the tight end position, but I don't see a receiver on this list. Yeah, in the past, uh, we'll see how this season play out because our safeties they're they're more dynamic now. Oh yeah, know? I agree. And I just don't looking at this list. The only name I see that can be a threat for the Bills on offense in both rushing and receiving categories is Saquon Barkley. I think if you can shut him down and let Eli take control of the game for the Giants, I think the Bills should win this game. Uh, looking at a receiving core that is going to be without Shepard and who they're really exclude Ingram Ingram from the conversation then since he is a tight end say that Latimer is your leading receiver I think the Bills win this one no problem I I really I I really do I'm not going to say it's a blowout obviously the Bills always like to make things interesting but I don't I don't think the Bills should lose this game I think this is the game they should win obviously Vegas does too the Bills are two-point favorites um 
hey, if we want to keep stacking, this is like you said, this is a game to win. There's nothing else that need to be said much about it. You know, we we pretty much said everything else. We got to just put points up and stop that running back. Hundred percent. You got to put points up, stop the running back, and if that defense can continue to have a performance like they did this week, I think the Bills can can really um, start out two and zero, and then come hey, home next week. Anybody know how uh, Taron Johnson is? Uh, Taron Johnson. They talked to him this week. He he he, he said he heard a little pop. He said he's been fine. He did it in a okay. post game interview. He said he, he said he'd be fine. They didn't they didn't announce anything else. But we we came out of that game almost unscathed. We had this nice. Taron and we had Tyler Croft who was injured before that game. So nothing nice. new in injuries report in Buffalo. And Sean McDermott said yesterday too in his uh, Monday press conference that coming out of a game, they really all things considered, they came out pretty darn healthy. Yeah. So nice. good to hear. One week down, 15 more games to go. Um, week two, the G-Men had him back to the Meadowlands. It's really weird. Stevie, have you ever heard of anything like this, playing in the same stadium back-to-back weeks, if you're not the home team? Uh, well, I mean, it's something It's something that we you always got to consider, you know, with two teams playing in one stadium, you know. Uh, so it's not too surprising to me. I'm just – I'm kind of surprised that the, that the boys went back home. Yeah. Really? Well, it's New York. It's a certain New Jersey. I'm not going to say New York. It's New Jersey. It's Jersey. <laughs> Only one team in New York. One yeah. team in New York. It's the <laughs> yeah, team on my shower curtain behind me. Hey, <laughs> did you guys catch that tweet from um, Mansion Meta, the, the Jets reporter, uh, where he yeah. said that the uh, the Jets need to discount ticket price or give them away for free because there are way too many empty seats at MetLife Stadium and way too many Bills fans in the building. Wow. Bills yeah. defensive players were actually waving their arms to rile up the crowd because there were so many Bills fans in the building. And the Bills, wow. even the fans even caught one, caused one penalty. That's bad. Wow. <laughs> It is bad. I had a lot of friends that were actually at MetLife this Sunday. They took the trip down from Buffalo. And to see a tweet like that, I mean, that's embarrassing if you're a Jets fan. Yeah, that is. Um, It's your home opener. That that is our team. I I can't really say too much about them. But our fans travel well, man. Our fans, Our fans travel well. well. That's what. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all it is. That's hey, all it is. With the mafia. But you know what? You got to wonder, and then we'll we'll get off this subject after. But you got to wonder how empty that stadium would have been for their home home opener if the Bills weren't playing them. I mean, especially after that tweet. But um, crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean this <clears throat> this is nothing. New. This is nothing new. The Bills fans travel well. The Ravens fans had problems with us last year. They they Bills took over their stadium for the home opener last for their yeah. home opener and. Got those in the playoff game. They you couldn't even. They took all the tables out of the Jacksonville area. <laughs> so all the tables. <laughs> it's nothing like a good table, guys. Stevie, maybe we can uh, get a table at a uh, Hammerlock for the opener. Hey, I'm down for it. You know, <laughs> I'm not about to throw nobody through no table though. What if, What if it's for charity? Man, we. Go, I'll, I'll let you think about it. I'll let you think about yeah. that one. I'll let you think yeah. about that one. Um, that charity in there. Uh, JT, before we <clears throat> wrap things up, I want you to uh, talk about something in the community that is uh, near and dear to all of our hearts, but you're the most familiar with it. So take it away. Yeah, man. Um, as you know, that one thing we do in, in Bill's Mafia is we really take care of our own. And um, we have one of our own that's having – a slight little issue right now. Um, Jeremy Kelly, who's a friend of all of ours at this show, he works in the Bills front office. He runs the um, Legends community, if you don't know him. He's from the area. And uh, his nephew right now is battling a rare form of uh, uh, kidney cancer. 
and he's asking for donations. He had to be re his, the unfortunate part is that his family had to be relocated due to uh, Hurricane Dorian. So they're up in New um, York and they're looking for um, donations to not only help help little um, uh, Andre fight Andre. In, in cancer, but they're also looking for, you know to for living expenses as well. So Bill's Mafia, you know you know how we do, you know what we do. We've we've been here before and we always seem to take care of our own. So actually on our on this post is the link to the, his GoFundMe account. And um, it's on all of our all of our social media. So, right yeah. media, so we'll be posting that. So keep an eye out for that. Like I said, Jimmy <clears throat> Kelly, he's really good to us. So the show, he's really good to a lot of people in the community. So let's take care of our own and help out with that. Be good. Absolutely. We'll do. Before we get things going, I, I, we did this last week. I had a lot of fun with this last week. JT, can we take a couple of uh, fan questions? Sure, sure. Let's see what we got here. Uh, we have uh, from Nick Morkarski. Nick. Make Eli beat us with his arm. No fly zone, baby. Stevie, what do you think about uh, Eli Manning against our secondary? Yeah, I'm going to definitely choose our secondary. You know, um, like I said, I'm looking to see our, our DBs come out hungry. Like you said, and he said, no fly zone. Mm -hmm. Let's let's show it. every time. Even if we get a, a tip pass, even if you didn't even tip the ball, I want to see y'all flying around doing all this stuff that receivers don't like attack their mental mental psyche and, and and just just impose our will on them domination all right we'll take another one this one is from randy and lisa strong stevie who do you feel should cover ab when we played him what's up strong you know what i think um i think it's gonna have to be by committee you know because they have they it's not only ab that you got to worry about you got to understand julian edelman the mvp of last year he's right now he's one of the ultimate space creators um, and then with Josh Gordon, you know, so it's going to be by committee. So how we do it is, is just to be aggressive. You know, all, all it is, is, is holding up time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm -hmm. you, you, you disrupt time. Then, I mean, the quarterback can't stand too long. And obviously with the guys that we have on the D line and, and in the linebacker, uh, um, in the linebacker room, I mean, we can, we should be strong. So, I, I mean, I, I really do like our chances, but if we're playing off, or given any kind of space, you know what I'm saying? Without any, uh, without anything special, it's gonna be a long game for us. You know, you can't let those guys run off the run off the line. You know, coming from a, uh, from a receiver that played in this league is all about timing. No matter who you are, if you can get somebody to to that can wrap up and jam up a, a receiver for a, a second and a half, that person may be gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's he's not even looked at anymore. So. You know, you just got to be about it. You got to be vouchers and and be different, and um and that's that's what it's gonna take to to beat a team like the New England Patriots. You got to be you got to be different. Right. And last question from D. Dwayne. What D. Dwayne, does he think about Singletary. Yeah, like hey, like like I said, like we were talking about earlier with Singletary. I really I really like the fact that he's at peace mentally. So when you got a when you got a guy like that, he he can go. He can go on long, long as, I mean, as Frank is going, you know, he's in yeah. year 25 <laughs> right now. So, you, you know, when you got a guy like that in your room that you're not really competing with, I mean, you're competing with him in a sense of a brotherly compete competition. Um, but what they have right there is is something that, that you can look into uh, stories in the future for, for our team. I guarantee it. If they stay healthy and we continue doing what we're doing, that, that backfield will be spotlight. There's three of us this week. 
we're without Don. Don will be back next week. Rest assured, number 19, DJ, he'll be back next week. Just traveling across the country for some business real quick. You got to handle business. You got to have fun. Yep, yep, um, I want to bring up one last thing here. There's three of us. Let's each name one key to the game Sunday and beating the Giants. JT, we'll start with you. Go to Stevie. I'll wrap it up. Stop Saquon Barkley. Plain and simple. Okay. I'm, <laughs> that was quick. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say – Shut, eliminate the receipt, take their soul, take the receiver's soul from them this Sunday. That's what I want to see. I want to see Josh start. Um, we, we saw a lot of Russ get kicked in the first half on Sunday. I want to see Josh utilize Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley a little bit more. Um, I think that if you can kind of just utilize that whole offense, this game is a absolute lock of the century for the Bills. And I said it last week, but – can you imagine? We'll all be there for the opener, but can you imagine week three in Buffalo? The Bills are two and zero, winning two straight games on the road. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna it's, be pretty. It's gonna be lit special out there. Um, and I, I feel what you're saying with what you saying, Josh Allen going to to Beasley. There's nothing to be nervous about. There's nothing to be overthinking. All you got to do is just get it, just dump it off to him a couple of times early, and let's go get your get your uh your comfort, your your calm um solidified you know what i'm saying and then once again we go see we go see that gunslinger that that we know we have mm-hmm. you know but we just gotta we gotta get those like you said those little passes off um off and oh one one more thing our tight end made it made a play uh this past sweeney. week so that was sweeney. Good. yeah that was good to see um tommy sweeney you know i want to see see that more consistent uh as the weeks go and um you know build this team this complete team you know I agree. JT, throw that flyer up there real quick. We ought to push out Buffalo Bills Mafia homecoming party next man, Friday. I'm so excited to get out it, there, man. It's going to be fun. Stevie, Don are going to be in town. I live here. I'll be here. JT is going to be in town. It's going to be an absolute party, an absolute blast at Soho mm-hmm. next Friday, 5 to 10, open bar for five hours, guys. That's five, five hours. hours. We're having fun. We're Listening to good music. We'll be handling business, too. I got my boy. Super fans. It's, it's going to be fun. We're at Bill Superfans, players, former players. I believe Marcus Easley is coming into town. We got Stevie. We got Jeez. Don. It's going to be a good time over at Soho, so make sure you get your tickets. Link's up there on your screen or was on your screen. Um, it's going to be a party at Soho. And then, obviously, I don't know if I brought this up last week. This is some big news. We're going to try something new here this year with this podcast, with this show. Sunday, game day, Hammerlock. Oh, we, we we recording in the lot? So we're doing a live show. Okay. Let's from the go. Hammer Lot. Sunday, game day from 10 so, to 11. So, so we go have a community involved with us then, huh? Yeah. Oh, let's just say nice. there's going to be more than three fan questions. Let's just say okay. that. Okay. But we're going to have the community involved. We're going to be at the Hammer Lot game day for the home opener this is. So next Sunday, uh, we'll be out there all morning. But from 10 to 11, we have a live show. We got – we got microphones. We got a desk. We got everything. We're going to have oh, – I'm just so excited. But wow. it's going to be fun. Um, and then I'm going to break this news. Well, it's been broken for a little bit. Um, and then Stevie and, and us, we're going to be we're gonna be on the top of the bus at Hammerlot at 1145 for the opener. Okay. Spraying ketchup <laughs> and mustard on our guy Pinto Ron. Hey, I seen our I seen our bro um our Aaron do that last year and I, I thought it was pretty interesting, man, watching him up there. Well, it's our turn this year. Now we get to experience it. 
So it's going to be out, um, Pinto. Shout out. Pinto. Shout out Pinto. It's going to be a fun time guys. So, so get your tickets mafia homecoming party next Friday, September 20th, five to 10 open bar at Soho. See all your uh, past favorite bills players, your favorite super fans and the why so serious podcast crew. Um, our friends yeah. at code socks are putting on one hell of a party, be there, be square. And then Sunday again, Hammer lot is the place to be for your tailgate for the home opener. Come yeah, rock come out up. before the game against Chill the Bengals in style and chill with us. Have some fun. Handle business. Have fun. Uh, yeah. Guys, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go make some wet and juicy mac and cheese. <laughs> Absolutely. <Right. laughs> hey, shout out to those Bills backers that be tapping in on social media. We gonna come. We got to come visit y'all. Yes, yeah, sir. we will. We also, will. Don't forget, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to be seeing our guy, our guy, our guy Will, street team. Oh, yeah, yeah street team. Gonna, will Dalton. He's gonna be pop. Will Dog. He's gonna be popping up at different bars. You will know him. We're gonna Rock, start rocking this shirt. We're gonna start announcing what bar he's gonna be at, and what bar he's going to. So make sure you get there because that's gonna be the spot to be. And then, like I said, you have you have your question asked for Stevie. We'll get some videos. And also, we have a we're gonna be ending the show with some of his videos that he recorded for different fans this week in the bar. But also she our fan our fan spotlight Adam. He has some thoughts on Brandon Bean. So each week we're gonna be doing a fan spotlight. Where you can send your your uh your thoughts and your opinions, and we'll see if you get selected for it. You'll be right live on the show. Cold front report. Peace.